0: Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite utilsat 16A on 11512 MHz vertical polarization azimuth 16 degrees east symbol rate 29950 megasymbols per second standard DVB-S2 modulation 8PSK Audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions.
1: Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. The President of the Republic of Moldova, Maya Sandu, is in Bucharest today for a working visit. Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu takes part in the United Nations events marking one year since the start of Russia's war of aggression in Ukraine, and CFR Cluj plays today at home against Lazio, Rome, in the playoffs for the Conference League Eighth Finals. The President of the Republic of Moldova, Maia Sandu, is in Bucharest today for a working visit. According to the presidency, political talks between Presidents klaus Johannes and Maya Sandu are part of the comprehensive and close cooperation at bilateral and European level and confirm Romania's clear and firm support for Moldova and its resilience. Projects of shared strategic interest will be discussed concerning fields like energy, transportation, healthcare, education and IT&C, with a focus on initiatives designed to connect Moldova with the European Union to the benefit of its citizens. The two officials will also discuss the progress of Moldova's European Union accession efforts and Bucharest's support in this respect. And will exchange opinions on security challenges and ways to mitigate the economic, social, and humanitarian effects of Russia's aggression in Ukraine. In Bucharest, Massando will also have meetings with Prime Minister Nikolai Chuka and the Chamber of Deputies Speaker Martel Cholaku. The Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Orescu is taking part today and on Friday in the events organized by the United Nations to mark one year since the start of Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. Today he is scheduled to speak at the 11th a Special Emergency Session of the UN General Assembly, convened in order to adopt a resolution aimed at restoring comprehensive, just and lasting peace in Ukraine. Romania is a co-sponsor of the resolution. On Friday, the Romanian Foreign Minister will speak at a Minister Roundtable of the UN Security Council with Ukraine again in the focus of attention. The Romanian official will present Bucharest's efforts to support the over 3.6 million Ukrainian refugees who have crossed into Romania and to facilitate the transit of nearly 13 million tons of grains from Ukraine. He will also reiterate Romania's firm support for the integrity and sovereignty of Ukraine and his country's commitment to an active contribution to international peace and security. Over 151 companies from several countries are taking part in the spring edition of the Romanian Tourism Fair, which begins in Bucharest today, offering up to 50% discounts on holiday packages and special promotions for luxury destinations. The event promotes the most interesting and profitable tourist offers in Romania and abroad. The 10 participating countries include Bulgaria, Cyprus, Egypt, Greece, Israel, Moldova, Poland, Romania, Turkey and Hungary. A new earthquake measuring 3.9 in magnitude was reported in Gorge County, southwestern Romania, on Wednesday night, according to the National Physics of the Earth Research and Development Institute. On February 13th, a 5.2 tremor was reported in the same area, followed the next day by a 5.7 earthquake. Seismologists announced that over 800 aftershocks followed the quake on February 13, but their number and magnitude declined in the following period. The region of Oldenia is known for a weak to moderate seismic activity, with very rare events over five on the magnitude scale. And we end with sports. CFR Cluj, the only Romanian team still playing in the European competitions, takes on Lazio Rome today on home turf in the playoffs for the Conference League eighth finals. A week ago, in the first leg, the Romanian side lost 0-1 after a modest match in spite of their opponents being one player down for 75 minutes. Last season, the Romanian champions left Conference League in the group stage, whereas Lazio reached the eighth finals of Europa League. (music) To wrap up the News Bulletin, let's take a look back at our top stories today. The President of the Republic of Moldova, Maya Sandu, is in Bucharest for a working visit. Romania's Foreign Minister Bogdan Naurescu takes part in the United Nations events marking one year since the start of Russia's war of aggression in Ukraine, and in sports CFR Cluj plays today at home against Lazio-Rome in the playoffs for the Conference League 8th Finals.
0: Romania will keep supporting Ukraine for as long as it may need it, said President Johannes at the B9 summit in Warsaw. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Corina Cristea. We will defend literally every inch of NATO is the message conveyed by the U.S. President at the meeting in Warsaw of the leaders of the Bucharest 9 format, which includes Romania, Poland, Bulgaria, the Czech Republic, the Baltic countries, Slovakia and Hungary. You're the front lines of our collective defense, and you know better than anyone what's at stake in this conflict. Not just for Ukraine, but for the freedom of democracies throughout Europe and around the world. Joe Biden also said, recalling Article 5, according to which any attack on one NATO state is an attack on all the member states. The Secretary General of the North Atlantic Alliance, Jens Stoltenberg, emphasized in Warsaw that Moscow must not be allowed to harm European security, and pleaded for the unity of the Allies in supporting Ukraine with everything that is needed. One year after the start of the Russian invasion, President Vladimir Putin is not preparing for peace. On the contrary, he is preparing for world war. The NATO Secretary General said in his speech at the Bucharest 9 summit, we must therefore sustain and intensify our support for Ukraine and give Ukraine what it needs to prevail. We don't know when the war will end, but when it does, we have to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself, he added. At the meeting, Romania was represented by President Klaus Johannes, who promised firm support for Ukraine and called for a security strategy in the Black Sea area. This war has brought only suffering and hopelessness, crimes and the displacement of millions of Ukrainians, unprecedented destruction and insecurity. We, the leaders on the eastern flank, have a responsibility to show firmness in defending peace. We must continue to show firmness in fulfilling our commitments to support Ukraine for as long as it takes to win this war, the Romanian president said. Allied unity and solidarity for Ukraine are absolutely essential and represented the secret weapon of the NATO countries, the Romanian leader stressed. Russia has brought the war back to Europe, and the NATO states on the eastern flank, united in this format of coordinating our positions at the Allied level, which we initiated together with the President of Poland in 2015, are in the front line of the effort to counteract the negative effects of this brutal and unjustified war, Klaus Johannes also said. The stakes of our effort to restore peace to Europe are unprecedented, he added, and are recognized and reinforced by the unequivocal U.S. commitment to security on NATO's eastern flank, reconfirmed by President Biden's presence at the P9 summit and the solidity of its involvement in the region. This involvement is demonstrated by the increase in the American presence on the eastern flank, including in Romania, as an extremely important deterrent factor. The hospital and school networks
2: in Romania are on the government's priority list for investments. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Bogdan Matei. The Romanian government on Wednesday approved a list of 27 medical facilities and public hospitals to undergo renovation and receive new equipment under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan, accounting for 2.1 billion euros, made available to Romania by the European Commission. According to a government statement, the investment will seek to ensure new medical services, improve the quality of existing services, and provide medical equipment for the newly built or renovated medical infrastructure. Almost 3,000 beds would be provided under the new project, in medical facilities with enhanced energy efficiency, as well as over 10,000 equipped beds, including with digital equipment. The government says some of the new structures to be built will replace existing buildings with high earthquake risk, as is the case of the C.C. Iliescu Institute in Bucharest, which will be entirely rebuilt. The 27 structures selected for investment were established following an assessment by the Health Ministry based on what the government described as strict eligibility and hierarchy criteria. Other medical facilities meeting the necessary criteria to receive funding include the Institute for Cardiovascular Diseases and Transplant in Turgumoresh in the centre, new wards at Hospital No. 2 in Vaslui in the east and the County Emergency Hospital in Bistritza in the north of the country. The deadline the government has committed to for meeting these objectives is the summer of 2026. In its Wednesday's meeting, the government also allocated over €10 million for the rehabilitation of the schools in Gorge County in the southwest that were affected by last week's earthquakes of a magnitude of over five, which caused serious damage and a lot of panic, but fortunately no casualties. Safe and Healthy Schools is the title of the new program under which the government plans to achieve the structural consolidation of the 39 schools at highest risk in the event of a major earthquake, as well as other education-related objectives. Development Minister Cece Otilo said the new program provided for shorter deadlines for issuing the Urbanism Certificate and other approvals, as well as the building permit. He said the program will benefit the regional administrative structures where these schools are located and that the former will also be in charge of carrying out the investment projects. Until then, Prime Minister Nikolai Chuka asked the Education Ministry to come up with solutions as soon as possible to support the local authorities so that children may be moved to safe locations. And that was Radio Newsreel.
0: Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Pop star Lidia Buble and one of Romania's longest-lasting groups, Direcția Cinci, have, for a second time around, reunited. You're invited to listen to their most recent hit, If You Love Me.
3: I'll take the chance Leaving with you I don't know I play by the rules
4: to Radio Romania International.
0: Traveler's Guide.
5: Hello and welcome to our tourism feature. I am Calin Kocoyo. For many people, the perfect tourism offer would be a vacation that involves horse riding, traversing the Carpathian mountains, hills and plains, rivers, forests and ancient villages. Even though everything seems perfect at first sight, there are a few details that we should know before thinking of an experience on horseback in discovery of new places. That is because equestrian tourism is definitely a topic that involves expertise. Mihai Rada is a tourist guide, historian, and art historian, and he welcomes tourists with multiple circuits cultural, natural, and equestrian. We can organize the equestrian ones either exclusively as such, or we can integrate them into our larger cultural circuits all across the country. We have collaborators all over the country, horse breeders, who offer as a primary service horseback nature circuits. Then we can organize, depending on the part of Romania that people go to. For instance, we have, closer to Bucharest, Slinik Prahova, with great scenery. I also collaborate with a horse breeder in Transylvania, at Prod, near a small village in the middle of nature, at the foot of the hills, where you can have a horseback circuit. Then, in a new space, very beautiful, in northern Moldavia, close to the famous monasteries, near Dragomirna monastery, between Sucevica and Putna, I have a bunch of horse farms that I work with. Basically, we can offer this service pretty much all over Romania, in collaboration with the horse riding centers that provide the primary service. We take care of the rest. Slenik Prahova is the closest place to Bucharest. Here you can take organized trips among the hills in a beautiful natural setting where the guests can enjoy the company of the horses, the scenic beauty, and a picnic meal with the owners of the farm when the circuit is a full day. Of course, you can also visit the Slenik Prahova salt mine, which is a veritable salt palace with a depth of 127 meters. Mihai Rada also proposes a stopover in Transylvania, 17 kilometers away from the Sigishwara, famous medieval city, to the locality of Prod.
6: We can take tours
5: among the hills of Transylvania through forests following springs in a beautiful setting. You can spend the whole day with the horses in the hills but only if you have more days available. There are many tourists objectives to visit lie Near Prod we have the city of Sigiswara. Then not far away we have the citadel of Rupa and the city of Sibiu. We also have a beautiful place in the north of Moldavia, which naturally and spiritually is a treasure. Here we also have horse farms that offer us this possibility of touring in the middle of nature near Dragomirna monastery, between the Sucevica and Putna monasteries in a fairy tale land. It is amazing there. We can take these trips through the forest. At the horse farm between the two monasteries, somewhere close to Horodnik, you can take a trail to either Putna or Sučevica monasteries. We reach these places where nature, spirituality, culture, and history blend in a harmonious way. Tourist guide Mircharada says that tourists only need the proper clothing to get on horseback. The protection equipment is provided by each equestrian center. It doesn't matter what experience the guests want because these circuits or trips are arranged on categories. If we have people with little or no experience, we generally go at the gentlest space in a column. In order to ride faster, the man in front of the row has to go faster, and this never happens if the guests have no previous experience. If, however, we have experienced guests who know how to control a horse, we can go faster trotting or galloping. These trips offer great satisfaction. Riding a horse free in nature with the wind whistling by your ears gives you a feeling of total freedom and a satisfaction that cannot compare with other modern entertainment. For this to happen, the persons coming to us have to be able to control the horse and to ride at this high pace. However, no one risks going really high speed. Even though horseback trips seem very tempting, tourists have to know that with absolutely no training, the experience may turn to failure. There are, however, alternatives around equestrian centers, such as carriage rides for those who are interested in horses and want an equestrian experience. You can have a vacation that consists of horse riding lessons, which would be the first step towards a true equestrian experience in tourism. Equally, you can just visit a horse farm or horse riding centers, and it will definitely be an unforgettable vacation. This has been Traveller's Guide.
4: Coming up next… Generation 3.0
2: Hello, I'm Cristina Mateuscu, and today's guest is Otilia Apostol, the new president of the League of Romanian Students Abroad. Otilia Apostol is 21 years old. She was born in Falticeni in Suchava County and her first experience studying abroad was when she was in 11th grade, when she won a one-year scholarship under the Future Leaders Exchange Program financed by the U.S. State Department. After graduating from high school in the US, she returned to Europe, to the Netherlands, earning a degree in international law from Tilburg University. We asked Otilia if she found it difficult to adjust to living in the US and then adapt to the Dutch way of life. It was more difficult moving from Romania to the US, where I lived with a local family. I had a bit of a cultural shock. It was easier moving from the u.s to the netherlands but i still struggle with the dutch language fortunately almost everyone here wants to speak english but i do want to learn dutch because i love discovering a new language and because this is where i live now otilia apostol joined the league of romanian students abroad in 2021 in her second year at university She first became a member of the Dutch branch as a communications and human resources director before being elected president of the Main League in December 2022. As president, Otilia Apostol says she wants to continue the tradition of organizing events to bring together the Romanians studying abroad, make their work known back in Romania and for them to contribute to the development of their home country through the skills they acquire abroad. One of the main events this year is the League's Awards Gala, which is an annual event and now in its 14th year. The motto of this time is, we are building the present. We will give awards for academic excellence as part of a competition held under the aegis of the Romanian Academy. We'd also like to acknowledge students with exceptional entrepreneurial ideas as well as those with initiatives in the field of activism, social action, sustainability, and the promotion of principles and values. Apart from the awards gala, we will help organize the Forum of Romanian Students Everywhere, which is in its third year, and which will be held in Bucharest. We're also planning to carry out a survey among Romanian students abroad to find out why they chose to study abroad, what would motivate them to return to Romania And what stops them from doing this, if it's to do with the labour market or something else? Another project is to create a research department within the League to promote institutional cooperation based on good practice, something we could import back to Romania. We would also like to organize a conference on the future of European law and continue to work with other associations from Romania to promote the skills of our members and help them achieve their ambitions and develop in various fields. Otilia Apostol also has a message for other Romanian students abroad. I'm urging them to show curiosity in everything they do and experiment as much as they can during their experience abroad. But know that Romania awaits them with open arms and can also provide them with many opportunities.
4: Next in this program Sports.
0: Welcome, I'm Mihai Ignatescu with a look at the main sporting events in Romania. We start with women's volleyball. Both teams representing Romania in the CEV Cup recorded victories in the first leg of the quarterfinals on Wednesday. Inter Volley Alba Blaj beat the Polish team Budowlani Łódź with a score of three to one. The Bosnian player Diana Boskovic and the Bulgarian Gergana Dimitrova, members of Romania's champion team, stood out, both with 18 points scored. The second leg will take place next Wednesday in Poland. CSM Targoviste defeated the Greek team Olympiakos Pireus 3-2. The Romanian vice-champion, who played on home turf, prevailed after turning around the 2-1 score in favour of the Greek team. The best players of the Targoviste team were the Serbian Jovana Miroslavic with 18 points and Alina Bjelica with 17. The second leg will take place on March 2 in Greece. In the first leg of the Challenge Cup semi-finals, CSM Lugos was beaten by Serbian Jedinstvo Stara Pazova 3-2 after leading two sets to one. The Azeri Elizaveta Ruban was the best player of the Lugosh team with twenty three points and Moldovan Aliona Martiniuk scored seventeen. The second leg will take place in Lugosh on March first. In the round of 16 of the Tourneys tournament in Dubai, with prizes of almost $2.8 million, the last representative of Romania remaining in the singles competition, Anna Bogdan, was defeated by Jessica Pegula from the United States, the number three seed, 6463. Forgetting among the first 16 players of the prestigious tournament, Bogdan won a check of $31,000 and 135 WTA points. The acting president of the Romanian Rhythmic Gymnastics Federation, Irina Delano, won a new mandate on Wednesday. A former medalist at the World Championships and president of the Romanian Rhythmic Gymnastics Forum for 20 years, she was voted unanimously by the General Election Assembly of the Federation. That's all from sports for now. Don't forget you can follow us on rri.ro and also on Facebook.
4: Listening to Radio Romania International.
1: Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's our regular traditional music show. These days, Romanians celebrate love on the feast day of Dragobete, a god of youth, joy, and love in local mythology. Music takes pride of place in this festive atmosphere and in handing down traditions from one generation to the next. So here is the young vocalist Angelica Flutur from Bukovina, Northern Romania, with a piece called Dragobete, Dragobete.
6: Da pe mine tar m-ar strânge, tar m-ar strânge, m-ar strânge, m-ar strânge de de plânge. Uite aşa! Da şi aşa la indrazneti
1: The patron of love and joyfulness, Dragobete is the equivalent of Cupid in Roman mythology and of Eros in Greek myths. His name comes from the old Slavic words dragu meaning dear and buti, meaning to be. Hot-headed and fickle, Dragobete is not at all similar to the kind-hearted Saint Valentine from the Catholic tradition. Here is next Drago Betele with Ioana State representing the folklore of Arges county in central Romania. <music>
7: petici când pașerele striga perechile azi e dragobetele betele se pornes drgustile se sărută fetele se aranjează nunțile Se aranjează nunțile mm-hmm. La brâu către trene veste. Azi drago dragobetele, se pornesc dragostile Băieții cu fetele, bărbați cu nevestele Moșii și cu babele, și-amintesc de dragoste pasarile în graiul lor, și ele vorbesc de dor
1: and we wrap up today with one last traditional love song on Dragobete day, brought to you by Flora Kalota, representing the ethnographic region of Teleorman in the south of the country. <laughs>
8: dobească, La lume Să iasă Flăcăi să le vadă Și să le aleagă Prea frumoase fete În zi de dragopete Prea frumoase fete Dară pe pământ Atunci s-a pornit O ploie cu vânt Cum n-am pomenit Și s-au rătăcit Și s-au despărțit Fata cea mai mare Mi-a cucat la vale Tot pe drum de cale Fata mi. Mi-a prin vie De nu se mai știe, de nu se mai știe Fata mii, titică Mi-a prin lungă, tot cu gând de ducă Mergea, ce mergea Noaptea mi-o prindea nimic, nu vedea nimic, n-auzea Nici popă Nich nici cocoș cântând, nici câine lătrând, nici câine lătrând, nici cocoș
3: cântând, nici popă
5: Living Romania
4: You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... In the Spotlight. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a fresh edition of our weekly feature In the Spotlight with me, Daniel Bils, at the microphone. Today we are going to have a look into the latest international developments involving Romania and its structures. Stay tuned. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs welcomed the 14th anniversary, on February the 3rd this year, of the 2009 ruling of the International Court of Justice in The Hague, ICJ, in the Black Sea Maritime Delimitation case. The ICJ ruling of February the 3rd, 2009, represented for Romania the first and only extension of sovereign jurisdiction and sovereign rights of our country after the Great Union of 1918. It was also the first ruling in the history of the International Court of Justice to be delivered unanimously by ICJ judges after more than 40 years, during which this complex bilateral political dispute could not be resolved through bilateral negotiations. This important legal and diplomatic success which definitely settled the dispute and resulted in Romania being awarded approximately 9,700 square kilometres of continental shelf and exclusive economic zone in the Black Sea, representing almost 80% of the area in dispute before the ICJ, is an example of the peaceful settlement of disputes in the Black Sea area through the use of international law rules and instruments. Romania's team in the Hague trial was led throughout the duration of the trial 2004-2009 by the current Minister of Foreign Affairs Bogdan Aurescu as Romania's agent before the International Court of Justice. The Romanian team included diplomats and experts from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs as well as specialists from the Ministry of National Defence and the National Agency for Mineral Resources. In total, the team was composed of 20 members, 17 Romanians, mainly legal diplomats from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and other experts, and three foreign advisers, experts in international law, all acting under the authority of the Romanian agent. The Romanian component of the team drafted written pleadings totaling 1,713 pages of arguments and evidence, respectively, the more than 400 pages of pleadings presented during the public hearings in September 2008 before the ICJ judges. The settlement of the maritime delimitation dispute in the Black Sea is an example for other states and courts, and the ICJ judgment has been cited over time in the case law of the ICJ and other international courts and tribunals, as well as in international law doctrine. Romania maintains and promotes a deep commitment to complying with international law. I am happy to say, even 14 years after the International Court of Justice ruling, on maritime delimitation in the Black Sea that this remains one of the most important achievements of Romanian diplomacy in recent history. I congratulate, once again, all my colleagues in the team I led, consisting mainly of Romanian experts, for the exceptional work they did to defend Romania's strategic interests. In the Black Sea maritime delimitation case, the International Court of Justice held that the Snake Island has no role or influence on the delimitation line between the continental shelf and the exclusive economic zones of the parties, namely Romania and Ukraine. Today, the Snake Island has become a symbol of the resistance and courage of those fighting for freedom and a democratic future. The presence of Russian troops so close to our borders was one of the most difficult moments of this conflict, but also a clear signal of the need to continue to offer multidimensional support to Ukraine, whatever it takes until this war is won and those guilty of the crimes committed in Ukraine are held accountable. Because supporting Ukraine means strengthening Romania's security. Today, in support of Ukraine, Romania is strongly involved in the efforts to make use of international law instruments and relevant jurisdictional mechanisms to hold Russia and those guilty of illegal acts and crimes committed on the territory of the neighbouring state accountable. In this respect, it is an honour for me to intervene as Romania's agent in the proceedings initiated by Ukraine at the ICJ against Russia, said the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, on this occasion. With regard to Russia's aggression against Ukraine, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs recalls that on March the 2nd, 2022, Romania was among the 40 states parties to the Rome Statute that referred to the Prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, ICC, the investigation of crimes of genocide, war crimes and crimes against humanity committed on the territory of Ukraine, including in the context of the War of Aggression initiated by Russia against Ukraine, with a view to accelerating the judicial proceedings of the International Court and the immediate start of the ICC Prosecutor's investigation. On September 12, 2022, Romania also lodged, with the registry of the International Court of Justice, the declaration of intervention in the proceedings brought by Ukraine against the Russian Federation concerning the dispute over the interpretation, application and fulfilment of the obligations under the 1948 Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. In order to represent Romania in these proceedings, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, was appointed as Romania's agent before the ICJ. At the same time, Romania also intervened in the proceedings brought by Ukraine against the Russian Federation at the European Court of Human Rights. The application for intervention being lodged on September the 16th, 2022. The Romanian Minister of Foreign Affairs, Bogdan Aurescu, had a telephone conversation with the Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Malta, Ian Borg, on February first, two 2023, on the main topics of Romania's accession to the Schengen area, the development of bilateral relations, as well as the intensification of cooperation at multilateral level, especially within the UN, in the context of Malta taking over the rotating presidency of the UN Security Council on February the 1st. Minister Bogdan Aureski expressed his great appreciation for Malta's constant support for Romania's accession to the Schengen area and briefed his Maltese counterpart on the recent diplomatic steps taken to achieve this goal in a dialogue with the Austrian side, the Swedish presidency of the EU Council and counterparts for most member states. Minister Borg reiterated Malta's support for Romania's accession to the Schengen area, stating that there is no reason for further undue delay, as Romania is fully prepared and meets all the necessary criteria. The Maltese official assured that our country can fully count on Malta's availability to use all channels in the dialogue with the other European partners on this issue, as Romania's accession will bring a benefit to all member states. Minister Bogdan Aurescu also wished his Maltese counterpart success in Malta's taking over the monthly presidency of the UN Security Council as of February the 1st. In this context, the two heads of diplomacy agreed to continue coordination within the UN and other international organizations as part of the efforts to support Ukraine. And this is wrapped up today's edition of In the Spotlight. From me, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania.
5: Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply folk.
2: To end this broadcast, let's listen to Doina Cherna with a song called A Love Like Ours.
0: our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on seventeen eight hundred and and 470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>